everyone, and welcome to the Rising Stars podcast. I am your host, Brianna Moriarty. Today, we have John Bakanov on the podcast. He has an extensive background in the payments space and is now the CEO of AppSpensary. So John, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you start off by telling us about AppSpensary, kind of how it started and what inspired you to develop the solution? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my partner and I have been best friends since college, and we came up with the uh, concept over time. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyler wrote the first line of code in March of 2020. Okay. So you guys kind of got started really quickly. And now the um, AppSpensary, the this POS solution is launched. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So AppSpensary is a cloud-based point-of-sale offering for mm-hmm. dispensaries of the, uh, the cannabis industry. We provide point-of-sale, online ordering, delivery, and curbside services. Our technology is enabled in 14 states and in Washington, D.C., Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned that you and Tyler, you know, you guys have been best friends since college. Um, the idea has kind of been brewing with you guys for a long time. What what kind of truly inspired you to develop the app Spencery platform? Yeah, we were trying to model the legacy transaction. And mm-hmm. there was kind of we kind of break it down to three main factors that inspired us. We wanted to make sure that the cannabis consumer had the ability to order online pay online and get their cannabis delivered to their front door. So when, you know, when cannabis consumers view the inventory online, it's vital that the menu is hundred percent accurate. So we infuse the online ordering with the point of sale. Mm -hmm. So that um, enables the inventory that's inside the store to be in sync with the online menu. Secondly, you know, people need to pay online. So you know, online payments, our thought process, well, you know, we, we have to have a payment mechanism, paying online with the confidence of inventory accuracy. That's a huge win mm-hmm. you know, for all parties involved. You know, having to go get cash from the ATM kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, ordering, ordering from the house. Right. 100%. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned the, um, the payments model in that space and how it's very predominantly uh, cash-based. So what are some of the other challenges that cannabis dispensaries are facing today with point of sale and just the evolution of that technology? Yeah, right now, point of, uh, cannabis point of sale companies, they primarily use third-party software providers for the online ordering. You know, mm-hmm. through, they work through an API. Sometimes the data doesn't pass correctly between the point of sale and the online menu. So meaning, you know, whatever the consumer sees online, there's a, there could be a chance that it's not in stock. Right. All right. Um, from an evolution standpoint, our technology bundles these two together. So online ordering and point of sale, mm-hmm. a two-in-one type deal, ensuring, ensuring the accuracy for what's in store and making sure that what's in store is on the online menu. Okay, great. So it seems like the online ordering is kind of a, a really big piece of the app dispensary model. And I've seen a lot of shifting towards that, especially during the pandemic. Um, but as we kind of talked about, you know, it's still very much seen as a cash only industry. So tell me about how you guys designed the payment piece of your online ordering solution and how that works. Yeah, absolutely. So the payment side, 
um, was actually our first partner, a company called Hyper. Mm -hmm. um, it's a car not present solution, a bank-to-bank uh, -bank transfer. Okay. So essentially how Hyper works, it's pretty simple. The cannabis consumer, they deposit funds into their Hyper wallet account. Mm -hmm. um, at time, uh, when they click pay with Hyper at checkout, there's a four-digit, uh, they call it a PAC number, a PAC number. It's okay. similar to a PIN number. And that um, initiates transferring the funds from the cannabis consumer's account directly into the uh, dispensary's bank account. Very interesting. And this type of method is completely legal um, in the dispensary space. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I've heard about a lot of different solutions. I've heard, you know, dispensaries that will ring up the transaction as like a gift card transaction and then use that for the payment. And I know that that's been a huge issue um, in that space. So um, what made you guys decide to partner with Hyper? Yeah, they, they were leading the space. I'm, I was living in Arizona at the time and I saw that their payment model mm -hmm. inside inside the dispensary. And then, you know, we started our company and I started researching uh, card not present transactions because people need to order online and, you know, pay online as well and you know, get it delivered to the house. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you know, I was just uh, looking through different uh, providers and Hyper seemed like they were, they were leading the industry when it comes to cashless payments. Okay. Very cool. Um, I, aside from the fact that you can pretty much buy anything online these days, um, what is it that makes online ordering so important um, and such an important feature for cannabis dispensaries and for your point of sale platform? Yeah, it uh, increases sales. It creates client retention. Absolutely. Having, you know, having your dispensary branded app live on the cell phone home screen is big. The app logo it, it acts like a, a mini billboard for the dispensary. Mm -hmm. Anytime the consumer is scrolling through their phone, there's a good chance they'll see the logo of the dispensary. Obviously, when the dispensary is one click away, sales are just naturally going to grow organically. For sure. So when we look at online ordering in, I guess, other industries like food, for example, um, you have your kind of like Uber Eats and DoorDash that help I guess, expand the discoverability of restaurants. But one of the number one complaints you always hear is, you know, admin fees and um, the high fees for or per transaction. So tell me about how that kind of platform works in the cannabis space and how Appspensary um, serves as a better alternative to online ordering in cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. So the other alternatives that exist out there, you have your... Uh... Weed Maps, Leafly model, those are the marketplace uh, mm -hmm. models. Those help a little bit more for discoverability. But on the flip side of things where, you know, we feel that we're a lot stronger in our offering mm -hmm. is we have the app that lives on the cell phone home screen. And it's, you know, that dispensary's brand, um, the cannabis consumer, you know, your store is one click away for them. So having that, you know, that accessibility consistent with your customers is, is going to, you know, add more retention and uh, keep the customer for a longer time. Right. So it's really built to create more loyalty towards a specific dispensary and that brand. And I'm not, I'm not totally sure, but I would assume in the cannabis space, people are more loyal um, to one dispensary as compared to kind of shopping around. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah, absolutely. That's a completely correct uh, assumption. Okay. You know, if I have my cannabis shop that I usually go to 
that's kind of that my go-to place, right? And I like to know what they're doing on a daily basis and, you know, having, you know, text messages come to me, what's on sale, do mm-hmm. I need to go to my shop that day? You know, all these things play into uh, the cannabis consumer's decision when, you know, deciding if they're going to go to their shop or not. So right. having that having that loyalty program and having that app on the phone just, just you know, creates that constant flow of uh, transactions between the consumer and the dispensary. Definitely. So in addition to the POS and online ordering, you also mentioned the inventory management being a big part of the app dispensary solution. As you kind of mentioned, you know, what you see on the app and online is the same thing that's available in the store. Um, and that's something that can really be scaled across any retail model. Um, you know, nothing is more frustrating when you're looking online for something and you go to pick it up and they don't have it. So tell me more about kind of why you guys put so much effort into the inventory management and some of the ways that it helps dispensaries compared to current solutions on the market. Absolutely. So the inventory management is key, right? You know, whatever the consumer sees online, they have, they have to order it and pay for it. You know, if you paying for it online, it has to be there, right? Mm-hmm. But also on the flip side of thing is cannabis is unique because every transaction, that data needs to get past the state so it can get pretty hairy if people are ordering stuff online and then they're paying for it and it's not there, then you have to, you know, it becomes a really bad customer experience, right? Definitely. And yeah. so we focus, let's say if it's the last eighth, you know, in the store or the last, you know, bag of cannabis, you know, once that's sold and our inventory being in sync, it actually removes it from the menu automatically from the consumer side. So, you know, the consumer will not be able to see the item again, you know, Mm -hmm. once it's sold out. Yeah, that's definitely really important. Um, So we're just gonna take a really quick break to talk about Star Micronics MG scales. As a retailer, you need the right scale. Profits depend on accuracy, and it's crucial to have a scale that works out of the box with your existing devices. Enter Star's MG scale series. With three models measuring from one hundredth of a gram all the way up to 18 pounds, these NTEP certified scales are ideal for every retailer, from frozen yogurt shops to cannabis dispensaries. Better yet, they feature Bluetooth connectivity and can be powered by battery, making them the ultimate mobile weighing solution. To learn more about MG scales, visit starmygranics.com today. So, John, we kind of talked about before how a lot of these problems that dispensaries are facing and how you guys develop the app are kind of similar to standard retail. Um, So can you elaborate more on how the cannabis industry really differs from any other standard retail and where some of the similarities lie? Yeah, that's easy. Uh, Weed is federally illegal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess that is an easy one. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's there's so many differences, right? Uh, there's mm-hmm. age checks, depending on what state. There's medical cart checks. Um, the products usually behind the counter, not out in the open for the you know the consumer to shop for. Um, dispensaries have insane amount of cash on hand, so mm-hmm. there's a lot more security is needed. Uh, there's a higher chance of employee theft because the large amount of cash. You know, with the industry, you have a lot of passionate people, the bud tenders, the operators. There's mm-hmm. a certain culture attached to cannabis that you don't really find in any other industry. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, if there's an industry I'd have to compare it to, it would be similar to the alcohol industry, just okay. from shifting from illegal 
to legal. Right. So there's just different rules between certain counties, states, and cities. So just, I see that similarities, you know, on the alcohol side, there's some places where you can't buy alcohol on Sunday and things Mm -hmm. like that. So like you see, you see that with cannabis as in certain cities opt out of being, you know, of having dispensaries in their area because of who knows why, but they just don't feel it's necessary for their county or city or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So as you know, a kind of creator and, um, developing this application and solution. I know, you know, Tyler wrote the actual code, um, but how did this present challenges for you guys in trying to make sure that the point of sale and everything involved in it, the online ordering, the inventory, um, you know, complies with all these regulations around the cannabis industry? We just made sure it's a cloud-based system. So Mm -hmm. it'd be flexible from state to state. Um, The first uh, partner we have when it comes to the government side of things was Metric. And that's our only software provider that we're integrated in when it comes to the state government side. Mm -hmm. So their system's real flexible. Some of the states have different rules when it comes to delivery or, or if it's medical, but that framework works really well with their point of sale software. Okay. And you did mention how you kind of see the cannabis industry as being kind of this community of people that are really passionate about the product. Um, I think in standard retail right now, there's been a lot of things in the news and headlines about, you know, labor shortages and it being really difficult to get people working. Have you noticed if the cannabis industry is facing the same issue or if it's really the passion behind the project that is keeping the industry thriving the way it has been? Right. I think that uh, cannabis is, you know, not that I think I know cannabis is just producing a lot more jobs. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that there's going to be as many empty because people like cannabis, people like working in cannabis. And, you know, a lot of people have that passion, right? A lot of, you know, some people would, wake up, go to the cannabis store, they'll be happy. If they wake up and go to the gas station and, you know, sell candy bars, I don't think they'll have, you know, as as much happiness behind that. So it drives a lot of passion. Yeah, I definitely think people in that industry tend to, you know, be more into it. You know, they have an interest in cannabis and the industry as a whole, whereas, you know, a kid working at Home Depot might not have an interest in power tools per se. Um, Yeah. So you guys are kind of new to the industry. Um, when, when did you officially launch? So, so we officially launched uh, the beginning of this year is when we did our, um, our first state integration. Okay. And I know you've been to a, um, a trade show, an industry show with Star. Um, you have a couple more coming up. So tell me about how you're leveraging your channel partners and what kind of partners you might be looking for today. Yeah, so we're, we're looking for partners, preferably who have uh, cannabis industry experience, mm-hmm. partners that can see where the market is going. Um, we want to work closely together with us so we can grow together. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones that are willing to learn and, and be ready to hang on for the ride. Things change really fast in this industry. We That's need trust. We need trusted partners, a partnership where we both can, can count on each other to grow each other's businesses. And, you know, there's a huge, huge opportunity in front of us right now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take strong action for whoever wants to win. 
for sure. So I want, I do want to specify in terms of partners, we're talking about reseller partners um, for any resellers that might be listening today and might be interested in connecting with you. So a lot of resellers um, in my experience, they might not have a background in cannabis sales or that industry, but are definitely looking to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and become part of it. So what advice do you have to give someone that kind of wants to get their feet wet in the cannabis space? Just do your research, um, you know, learn the industry as much as possible, try to get to know as many people as possible, um, go to meetups, um, view online events, you know, just try to get around as many cannabis people as possible and start trying to speak the lingo with them. Mm-hmm. You know, right away, they'll, they'll, they'll know if, you know, if you're not a cannabis person or if you're not already in the industry. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things that you're just new to it and just expect that there's a lot to learn and, you know, kind of go into it with an open mind. For sure. Are there any associations or um, communities that our listeners could look into or join if they are looking to enter that space? Yeah. So there's, I mean, on our side, we do the RSPA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on what area you're in. There's um, the NCIA is a national uh, cannabis industry association. Different mm-hmm. states have, uh, you know, the name attached to it. So I, I know California, it's the California CIA, Michigan's the MICIA. So, you know, those, um, uh, those communities are definitely helpful. And uh, whatever, there's a lot of local uh, meetups too as well. Yeah. When it comes to selling into the cannabis space, um, you know, a lot of resellers that Star works with historically in the POS, they kind of work on more of a national level. Um, Is the cannabis industry more of a local type of industry? Like you might want to um, focus on selling into one state because every state kind of has different laws. Yeah, absolutely. You want to stick close to your territory and stay within your state. Um, that's usually a good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of split in two in the cannabis industry. Uh, east of the Mississippi is the East Coast and West of the Mississippi is the West Coast, right, with California in there. So the right. East Coast is probably the better idea to, to attack. It's a new market. There's a lot of new people and, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity. What states, in your opinion, do you see the most growth happening over the next, let's say, couple of years? Well, that's a tough one because uh, there's so many states with so much growth. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know, New York coming on 2023, that's a huge state. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Jersey, just the rules just rolled out. You know, with uh, recreational, that's going to be a really big state. Massachusetts new social equity program. Um, we're we're probably, we're seeing their market mature more, and that's a really big state. Um, Virginia's uh, rolling out too as well. So pretty much anybody with any new legislation. Florida's lacking a little behind now. They're still only medicinal, but you know when Florida becomes a recreational, I think that's going to be a massive market as well. Definitely. So, John, I I know the cannabis market is you know, since it started becoming a little saturated in terms of the software out there. Um, as I kind of mentioned, I think resellers, everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie. Um, they all know it's a growing market with tons and tons of revenue potential. So tell me what sets App Spencery apart from other cannabis softwares on the market today. 
yeah so what uh, separates us from the other companies is our inventory management solution mm-hmm. you know, the, the online you know menu being accurate with the in-store uh, the cashless payment system so you know the cannabis consumer can order online and pay online you know, getting it delivered to the front door there's not um, not that I'm aware of is uh, other dispensaries that have apps that you know live on the phone that's you know, directly uh, infused with the point of sale and the right. point of sale, you know, um, sending that data over to the state. So that's a really, that's a really huge factor, um, not only when it comes to the you know, cannabis consumer side of things, but also when it comes to dispensary operations and dispensary compliancy. Awesome. So just to kind of wrap things up, um, what do you see trending today in the cannabis space? Um, we talked about online ordering, making kind of a big shift um, in the dispensary space, but what other technologies do you see arising? Yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing an explosion of apps. Um, the direct to consumer models, the marketplace apps with Weed Maps and Leafly. Mm-hmm. Ease, they're, they're known as a delivery model only type system similar to weed maps in East, they just purchased uh, Green Dragon, which that was a, a chain of dispensaries. So we're seeing technology companies buy the cannabis companies. So that's a huge shift. Um, from the MSO side of things, we're, we're seeing the MSOs are you know, focused on the limited li- license capture. So they're focused on you know grabbing the licenses in the limited states, while the technology companies, you know, they're just growing at a at a rapid rate. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work out in the future. Awesome. And just out of curiosity, do you see um, kind of an increase? Because I know along with retailers, everyone's trying to get people back in the store, right? So what do you kind of see as a supplement to the online ordering convenience in the physical brick and mortar dispensary? Yeah, absolutely. So Essentially, so we have a marketing program where we can ping each cannabis consumer that uh, has a, a profile set up with the dispensary of the mm-hmm. daily specials. So let's say you're in a state that doesn't have delivery or the consumer wants to come to the store and the states that do have delivery, you know, having that ping, pinging them and then being able to click on the link and being a couple of clicks away from the order process. So they're, you know, the special for the day and then coming in to pick it up. That's, that's definitely huge. Um, we're actually, we think that kiosk model could be a big deal as well. So if, you know, you know dispensaries have a kiosk in the waiting room, just if there's a long line, someone can walk into the kiosk and, and make an order. Okay. And then for those that aren't familiar why there might be a long line, can you explain that and why the kiosk might be a good alternative? Yeah, I, I, you know, we're mobile first. The kiosk, you know, it does have its value you know mm-hmm. the long lines is you know people aren't being processed you know fast enough to the you know through the current system mm-hmm. um there's covid restrictions where there's you know x amount of people are allowed into the lobby and you know the, the lot people like to shop at you know the dispensary you know some people like to give a better feel of what they're buying so yeah you know, that, that can attest to it as well so. right and it's all about the shopping experience these days all right yeah. well John, thank you so much um, for your time today and your insight. If anyone wants to connect with you further, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on my LinkedIn, uh, John Bachanov, uh, you know, on LinkedIn, or they can email email me directly at uh, jbachanov at appspensary.com. And uh, that's spelled J-B-A-C-H-A-N-O-V. 
at appspensary.com. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include that in the show notes as well. For Star Micronics, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or visit us at starmicronics.com to learn more about our company and our products. If you like today's episode, please give us a thumbs up, a follow, a subscribe, anything that can let us know that you enjoyed today's episode. All right. Thanks so much, John. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.